bigger every time I see you, man. I know. I'm huge. <laughs> I keep growing. They grow up so quick, guys. It's crazy. You were just a little one back then. I know. I remember when I first came in, I was so, like, I saw a video from what my dad sent me. It was from, like, 2014, 15, when I first came. And I was, like, this big, and I had no, <laughs> like, I was, like, a stick. It was crazy. And I always remember being, like, oh, yeah, look at all these muscles. And then, like, I look at back at the video, and I'm like, man, I was small. Nothing. Like, there, were, there were no muscles yeah, there. Yeah, there was nothing. But now I feel, like, inferior to you when you walk up to me. I'm like, dang, when did he get so large? Yeah, but, you know. And it's kind of intimidating, I'm not going to lie. The paddle on still not the master, so. But listen, hey, we're, we're, let's not go that far. But, uh, <laughs> you know, this is, this is definitely a, a special show, and um, I'm excited to have you on. You're definitely one of the first names that I wrote down on my list of people that I wanted to, to interview for two main reasons. The first one is obviously just because of the amount of time that we spent together. You've been a part of Footy Factory longer than actually any of my current coaching staff. So that's kind of cool. Um, wow. Yeah, that's a weird thing to think about, right? That is weird. It's been about, what, five years, huh? Seventh grade, so yeah. So you came in as a seventh grader, and I literally watched you transform into one of the best players in your position, in your age group, and it's earned you a opportunity to continue your playing career at Midwestern State University. So, you know, being able to have this discussion with you, sit down, really hear your side of the st story and how you've kind of seen yourself grow up is going to be awesome, and I'm looking forward to discussing that. But also, I just know how much you love telling stories. <laughs> Let's be honest. When we get to training, it's it's almost impossible for me to actually train you because if you would have you work hard, don't get me wrong. But if it was your way, we would talk and tell stories for the entire hour. hour I just got a lot to say. You do have a lot to say. So, let's go ahead and put it all out there so all these people can hear all these amazing stories that Connor Lewis has. Sound good? Sound good. Cool. Cool. So, um, I'm glad that, you know, we had some time to, to knock this out. You just got done with a practice, actually, with your Solar U19 DA team this year. This will be your last year with them, right? Yeah. You just recently announced that uh, you were going to, you were, are uh, committed and, and, and signed to, to go play at Midwestern State next year. Yeah, I signed my papers in, I think, about two weeks, um, so I'm pretty excited for that. Nice. Um, it is sad though. I spent five years at Solar, longest I've ever spent at any club, and it is weird. Like you know, last year when I was a junior, seeing all the seniors, it, it was really weird because like, you know, their whole persona was different. Yeah. And now, like once you hit the second half season, now I've hit the second half season, it just like clicks. Like you're like, oh wow, like this is it for club. Yeah. Like you know, all the waking up on Saturday mornings going to play at, like, uh, you know, classic league games, and then. Um, going into pre-academy and academy, you know, you, you all of a sudden are moved to Sunday games mm -hmm. and, you know, midday, and it's just weird now looking back on all of it, like, it's it's like, this is it. Like, I have, you know, 13, I think, lead games left, and then, you know, for playoffs in Dallas Cup. Um, but it's just it's weird. Like, I finally get it. Like, me and my buddy, who's a senior, we were talking about it on the team, and he was like, yeah, like, I get it. Like, this is it. It can hit you in one of two ways. So for you, are you getting, like, the senioritis feeling where you're like, man, I'm just ready to be done, get me to Midwestern, like, let's start the next phase? 
or are you like, I have to make the most of these last few months that I possibly can? Um, you know, I think it's a little different. I want to make the most out of these last few months so I can be ready to go into Midwestern. Um, cause you know, you gotta walk in there, you know, tip top shape, you gotta walk in, you know, able to play at any level. And so right now it's kind of like taking every session you get and, you know, doing everything you can, whether it's, Hey, today I'm going to work on, Oh, I'm only going to use my right foot. And you know, that's, you know, my weak foot. Like, Hey, I'm going to try to, you know, put 10 shots up with my right foot. You know, I might miss nine or I'm going to work on a certain skill move that I know I probably need to master before I go off. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think I'm using these months as I'm ready to go to Midwestern, but I'm using them to Preppy be prepared. Work. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. That's I like kind it. of the, that's kind of the thing that's kind of in my head. And, you know, of course me and my dad, we talk about it all the time. Um, you know, I'm 18, about to be 19. He still takes me to training. He still yeah. likes to watch. He still likes to, you know, he likes to watch. I mean, because I'm the last athlete in the family because yeah. you know, my sister went off and now it's me. And so he likes to come and watch and just kind of see. And then, um, you know, we talk about stuff after training and all that. But it, it's cool. Uh, but it's also weird, like, you know, uh, leaving that, you know, because it's like he's he's come to every training since I can remember. Um, and it's just weird, like, oh, man, like, when I get in the restaurant, like, I'm a big boy. Like, yeah. you know, it's ready to go. And, you know, I, I'm ready for that. Um, but, you know, I do like my dad watching there just so I can, you know, show him, like, hey, like, look at what I learned at footy today. And I mm-hmm. do it out there. And he's like, oh, that was cool. Well, your dad's awesome. Like, you know, I've obviously gotten to know him pretty well <clears throat> along with you over the years. And um, I've seen you transform. But I know that it's not obviously – you know, just from the work that we're putting putting in, in on the training grounds, right? But you're also getting a really good message from your dad. Like a lot of the things that you tell me that you guys talk about and the things that he says to you, I'm like, all right, he, he's he's really pushing Connor in the right direction. And 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 you have gotten to the point now where you're mature enough to, um, you know, really make your own decisions and start to to take your own career by the horns you know what I mean he's helped you so much and he's really prepared you to just go and do it for yourself now so let's before we get too deep into this I do want to come back to you know how you're feeling about getting into college your first season and all that but let's take it back all the way to the beginning so just start from I guess whenever you started kind of getting interested in soccer and kind of I guess, guide us through your development as a player. Um, so from the very beginning, okay, so my, my story is like a little, a little different. And, you know, me and my, me and my parents, we, we kind of joke about it a little bit because it was such a little kid thinking at the time. Um, but I remember, so back to the start, I was probably five, six. I remember I played for the team called The Incredibles. And I was terrible. Great name. I was terrible. I couldn't pass, couldn't dribble, didn't want to run. Uh, made up every excuse in the book. Oh, my nose is running. I'm done training. Or, oh, I, you know, my I'm sweaty. I'm done. Or oh, there's grass on my ball. I'm done. And then just thinking back to the time that I met you at 13 years old, that doesn't surprise me at all. And then <laughs> when I then I moved to another team called the Jaguars, and this was still wreck. I was like seven, eight, and we were playing. And no, I was, I was probably six or seven still. And I, I, we were playing. And I was still, like, not good. Mm. And then I remember just kind of going through, you know, just school and all that. And so I was extremely, like, I was very, very dyslexic, right? Like, I couldn't really read, couldn't really type. Uh, I didn't even know how to spell my own name until I think, like, first grade, kindergarten. Like, it was bad. Like, they, they had never seen anything like it. 
And so I remember sitting at the computer one day in second grade, like everybody's going away at typing, doing the typing class. I'm just sitting there looking around like, man, like, I can't do anything. Like, I can't do anything. I can't read, can't write, can't type. And I remember just sitting there like, man, how am I, I'm going to live under a bridge. Like, how am I? And this is what me and my dad laugh about. He's like, you really think, you know, you would live under a bridge? Like, we wouldn't be here for you. But um, I remember sitting there like, man, I, I got to do something with my life. Like, you know, me, eighth, you know, I'm probably eight or nine at this point, second grade. I'm like, man, I, I have to do something with my life. So I, I chose soccer. And I remember... Just like, man, I, I, that's how I got to make my money. That's how, because I, I can't, I'm not smart enough to do anything. This is second grader, you know, thinking. And so I remember um, telling my parents, I'm like, look, I, I cannot be a failure. Like, I, I, um, I'm scared. Like, I, I can't do anything. And so, of course, you know, we got me into tutoring after school. I think I went four days a week, two hours a day uh, to after school tutoring um, forever. Um, and then after that, I would go down before, this is long time ago. Uh, I would go down to Paradigm, which is over in Dallas where it was, um, and I would train there. I would have a private with the main guy, and then I would stay for group training. So I would be there from, let's see, elementary school got out at 3, so I would go 3.30 to 5.30. I would go have a tra- like a private with him at like 6.15, something. Yeah. It, was, it was weird. No, I would go to tutoring Monday, Thursday, Saturday, Sunday. Okay, that's after school tutoring. Putting in the hours. And then for Paradigm, I would go Tuesday, like every other day that I didn't have school tutoring, and I would go, and so I'd be down there at, yeah, I would be down there at 4.30 to 5.30, and then I would train with the big kids from 6 to 7.30, and I remember doing that Monday through Thursday, like, you know, as I got smarter in school, we kind of like, okay, you know, and I told him, I was like, I need to take soccer to the next level, Um, and so we, I just kept doing that, kept doing that, kept doing that. And then I remember I got good enough to where he'd let me train with the college kids that would come back. And then as middle school came around, um, I still was like, man, I don't know where I you know, want to be um, in soccer. Like I'm, still, I'm not even close. Like I still am like scared. Like, man, I have to take this. I have to keep going. I have to keep going. So I remember I went to Texans. And I, at the time, you were able to, uh, the first year of pre-academy, when it was available for our age, you played classical league in pre-academy. And then you'd have a pre-academy game like once a week and you would only train with the pre-academy team like, you know, once a week. And then as going through middle school, I was like seventh grade. I would get out of school early. Um, sixth, seventh, eighth grade, I would get out of school early and go do residency with the Texans. And so I would get there two and then we would train from two to four and then I would go eat and then come back for, for uh, whatever training I had. Um, and then I remember around seventh grade, I... Um, I, Arthur and Omar, you know, we played on the same uh, team for Texans. They had told me, they're like, hey, because um, I remember me and Arthur used to do residence together, and he just stopped coming. And so he was like, hey, man, I, I found something that I think you would really like. Uh, it's really benefiting me, and I think you should come give it a shot. And I was like, you know, I'll talk to my dad about it. And then that same practice, Arthur's dad talked to my dad about, like, hey, you know, Connor's a good player. He, he needs to come train with Arthur and Omar down in Dallas. Yeah. Um, that they're kind of with, with Footy Factory. And so that's how I was introduced to it. Um, Arthur and Omar actually were like, come, you know, and then I think my dad had texted you or something like that. And then we'd come in. I remember the first training. We had done the the big, my favorite drill ever, the cones and the the stick poles. And you were like, dribble through it. And I was like, what do you mean dribble through it? You're like, <laughs> you're going to dribble through it for a minute straight. And I was like, and do what? And you're like, just dribble, just touch the ball, just go as fast as you can. I remember doing that. Um, and we did that every time, it seemed like, every week. And then... 
uh, you know, eighth grade, um, I decided to at the I, I decided to switch to solar, and you helped me with that transition. Um, uh, Footy, you know, when you know Clark, Carl, you, you know, you guys all helped me with that transition, um, going to solar, and I remember going there and you know really trying to. Uh, get a spot and starting 11 fight for that because you know you're completely new to the club they don't really owe you anything um, so it was like okay I have I spent three years at Texans I'm completely in a new setting so going there and then you guys helped me behind the scenes you know coming down after school I'd get out at 1.30 I'd come train from like 2 to 4 with you guys and then I would go home and then um, I would roll out stretch eat um, do a little bit more stretching do a little bit more rolling and then go to practice um, and then train with the, with the team. And you guys really helped me um, do that. And you, I think that's been the, the way um, I've kind of developed is, you know, I've had people along the way help me. Um, but you guys really took me in seventh grade and, and had a plan for me. Because, um, you know, with other, you know, I was so, I didn't have, I had no foundation. Yeah. So with, when I was younger, you know, it was, hey, you know, pass the ball against the wall a hundred times. You know, you got to get, you got to get the feel of the ball. You have to feel the ball, you know. Hey, juggle against the wall. You have to feel the ball. You have to be able to use whatever footing you have. And when I came to you guys, I had that foundation and you guys knew exactly what to do with it. It gave you a purpose with yeah. the foundation that you had, right? Exactly. Like being able to apply it in real scenarios. Exactly, and that's what it was, you know, because I had, I had this foundation now, and it's like, okay, who's going to help me, you know, I, I need more, um, and you guys really helped me with that, um, but I was just, this whole time, you know, I, I had this one message in my head, it's actually a pretty interesting story. Um, well, we got all the time in the world. In fourth grade. Actually, let's keep it under an hour, all right? I, I will. I'm but just kidding. <laughs> in fourth grade, um, I played for this club. And um, I remember at the end of the year, we were falling to Division Two. Um, and I told my coach, and I was like, um, you know, I don't, I don't think, you know, this is going to be right for me. He's like, no, you're good. You're always going to be a Division Two Classic League player anyways. And I remember... Ouch. Yeah, I remember sitting there at this little table with him and my dad, and sitting there, I'm like, okay... And you just was, you just internalized that, but yeah. you didn't actually like respond to it in no, the moment. I just I was like, okay, and my dad said, all right, that's cool. Um, we're, you know, we're done here. Yeah. Um, wish you all the best luck in the future, coach. Um, we'll be seeing you. And that really stuck with me um, through. I mean, that was almost a decade ago. So that and, was a little trigger for you, huh? Yeah, because you know I'd never, you know, I knew deep down that I needed to get better, but I'd never had any coach tell me to my face you're never going to be what you want to be yeah and i remember my dad we on the way home he goes oh, you're going to be much more than what he just thought yeah and so that's when kind of everything really sparked um way back i know i kind of messed up my timeline but um way back when fourth grade and then that's when i went to texans um yeah because i spent fifth sixth and seventh and then seventh grade Went to solar. So fourth grade, you're playing classic two for what team? It was classic one. I was playing for a Liverpool team. Cl okay. And then we fell because it was that first year where there's 20 teams, and sure. then the second year it divides into 10, 10, and 10. At U11. Yeah. Okay. Then the next year, or whenever you leave that team, you make the jump straight into the pre-DA at Texans. Yeah, because I remember I remember that summer going to try out for Texans, um, because actually what's funny is. 
uh, right, it was funny because when he told me that right before the season ended, um, we'd actually played the Texas team I ended up on, and me and my buddy had single-handedly, you know, shut down their whole left side. So their right side, our left side, couldn't do anything. It's their best, their best players couldn't do anything. I remember um, that manager had called and was like, hey, coach so-and-so wants you out here. Um, you know, when trials come around, like, uh, he really liked what he saw and he would really like you out here. Yeah, and so you already hearing that from your current coach at Liverpool, knowing that this Texans coach already wants you, you're in the back of your mind just like, let this guy believe what he wants to believe because I got something bigger about to happen. Yeah, it really just... I knew I knew what I had in my back pocket. Yeah. Because um, I was I was done either way. Um, because I, I just I knew for my development as a player I could not go to Division Two. Um, I felt there was more meat on the bone for me at a higher level. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know you have to go to that higher level to see, hey, am I good enough or do they cut me? Um, and I I just kept climbing and climbing to see as far as I could go. Um, but yeah, that really kind of you know like pissed me off because you know. As a coach, I'm like, okay, like that's cool. Like you think I'm Division Two player, classically, that's fine. Like, yeah. I'll show you. Went to Texans, um, tried out there, had my you know week of tryouts. Coach was like, you know, you've made my team with flying colors. I'm immediately going to recommend you to um, the pre academy. Um, and then we went to the pre academy tryouts. You know, and I was there, um, met Hassan and and Marcio and and all those guys. Um, and then I played there for three years, and then since then I've been at Solar, um, so going in fifth and final year. Yeah, it's kind of crazy to say, um, but yeah, I, I that's kind of my whole story, um, you know. Because I, I had you know a few, I had this actually this one college coach. Um, I think two years ago, we were playing in Tampa for our showcase, and I had strep, but I didn't know it was strep. I just thought, oh, it's just the weather change. It was like 30 degrees in Dallas where it's 80 here. Mm-hmm. Like, my body's just not reacting well, whatever. Um, didn't really tell my parents. Well, I told my dad, I was like, hey, you know, something's wrong, but I'm, you know, what do you think it is? And, you know, him being his dad's like, oh, hey, you know, we'll get it checked when you get home, but it might just be the extreme weather change. I mean, yeah. it's a jump of 50 degrees. You were on a plane yesterday. You might have just caught a cold. And so I remember playing there. I didn't really have the best showcase. Um, and I remember this one coach, uh, he was, looking at me and then he had told me he was like I was like you know um hey you know I the next day when I got home I went to the doctor said I have strep so I texted him I was like hey you know thank you for coming to watch me um you know sorry I couldn't perform my best um you know it turns out I had strep the whole time I was there but that's you know not really an excuse I'm just kind of sorry for wasting time he's like yeah you know um thank you but yeah we'll pass Mm. and so that another thing that kind of set me off, like, yeah. oh, you'll pass. And it's funny because that same coach, when I made this DA team, you know, they won the national championship last year. Came this DA team, and so I've been starting. Um, and I remember it's funny because he had texted me. He goes, hey, can't wait to see you at Tampa. And it's like, you're the same guy that passed on me two years ago. There's no way. I'm sorry. Like, I know where I'm going. I know where I'm going to be happy at. I'm not – there's no way. Yeah. And, you know, I told him, hey – um, you know, I'm, you know, I verbally committed to, you know, Midwestern State, and I'm really happy with my decision. But thanks, um, hey, because you know, snooze you lose. I'm not really too fond of the, hey, we'll pass, and then they, you know, think, 
oh, I'm like a dog at their leash. Like, oh, hey, we're interested again because you're starting on national championship. Yeah. Sorry, I don't work that way. Um, so that that was another thing that really drove me my sophomore year. Like, oh, like you you passed. Yeah. All right, that's cool. Like, we'll see in about a year, year and a half. You know, yeah. you'll be around what what I'm doing. Um, he was around, um, and it was funny because you know I just remembered that like, I don't care if this man is like we'll give you everything. I know where I'm going. I'm happy where I'm going. There's nothing that could change my mind. These, you know, Midwestern State, love the guys, love the players, love the coaches to death, love where they play. It's close to home. I'm big on family. There's nothing this guy can give me that's going to change my decision. Um, you know, kind of a big man of my word, and there's nothing that's going to make me, first of all, you, you pissed me off two years ago. I don't forget about that. I wrote it down somewhere, actually. It's still hanging in my room. Um, wrote down the exact text conversation. Wrote it down. Said who it was from. It's hanging in my room still because that that that, mm-hmm. that pissed me off. Um, I don't I don't do that. Yeah. Um, Use it as fuel. Yeah. I mean, I just it just you know it it set me off. I couldn't believe that you know, and it's like okay, that's fine. Um, and so you know, I, Midwestern came around, and you know, I, you know, my big decision for that was I want to be close to home. They're two and a half hours away. Um, I want to compete for championships. They compete all the time. I want to have coaches that believe in me um, and that, that see the potential, um, you know, and I, I, I'm just, I really wanted to be close to home because I'm really, really big on my family. Me and my little brother are best friends. Me and my sister are really close. Me and my dad are bros and yeah. me and my mom are extremely close. And so, you know, I wanted to be able to, you know, and then my grandparents, I want to be able to watch, let them see me play at the next level. And that was kind of a big factor for me is, this is everything I want. And I already know a few guys on the team because they're from the Dallas area. Mm-hmm. You know, good players from, you know, Solar DA to, you know, FC Dallas DA yeah. to some really, really good, you know, Division One players that have transferred there. I mean, I, I was so excited um, for that. And that's what I really wanted to do. Um, that's where I wanted to go. And that's why I came back to the thing. Like, yeah, I'm committed. Like, I'm, and there's nothing, nobody's going to give me anything to make me change my decision. Yeah. Because... I mean, it's. I, I knew, like, everybody's like, man, you'll know the second you step on the campus. I went to, like, 20 campuses. I'm like, I don't, I don't, I don't understand where this is coming from. Like, I'm going to have to make a decision I don't like. And then, um, you know, Coach Meacham at MSU was like, hey, you know, we'd, you, we'd really like to have you up here. And I was like, MSU, I, I, I recognize that. Because um, my buddy Dom plays there from, he played Solar U19s, I think, two years ago. Um, he plays up there. And I remember he was texting me about it and, you know, my junior year, and I was like, you know, I'll give it a look. Um, and so I had been in contact with him, but I had never been invited up yet. Yeah. And the second I got there, I was like, this is it. Yeah. Like, this is it. Like, and I, I remember, like... They got a nice campus. It's, I mean, it's the best field I've ever been on. Yeah. And I, I was like, this is it. And I... Oh, I they keep very good care of that grass field out there. Oh, it's I know. nice. They said the groundsman, that's like his kid. Yeah. And, so, and the attendance is always strong. Like, you know, the students yeah. come and support the soccer team. So it's a good atmosphere. Little things like that That's are awesome. important. I love the school. But obviously the most important thing is what it, it means to you in your situation. And, like, everything that you're telling me right now, your, your mindset just shows how much you've grown over the past five, six years. You know, when I first got you, obviously, like you said, you had the foundation, the technical side of things. You know, you were pretty technical already with your left foot. You could dribble well. You know, you had a good first touch. There were some things that we had to clean up, of course. But for you, it was mostly mental. You get in your own head a lot. And sometimes 
Um, we, we looked at things, we focused too much of our attention on things that weren't as important. I know whenever um, you were getting, getting into the, the recruiting process, a big thing for you was going D1, right? And you were getting D1 looks. Like, it was, you could have gone to play D1 for sure. Yeah. The ability is there. But then you started to realize, well, maybe this is not the best situation for me. Like you said, I need to find a place that suits me, you know, in terms of the, the coaching staff. Do they believe in me? Is it a system that I can play well in, that I can fit into and play to my strengths? Um, do I like the, the, the other guys on the team? Do I like the campus? Does the school have a, a, a good education? You know, does it, does it have the degree that I want to study? All those things come into play, and you're starting to think more for you rather than everyone else. Yeah, I mean, that was a really big thing to me, you know. I would say really, you know, up until this year, it's like, oh, D1, D1. Because, you know, I, there, was a, there was, you know, a few D1 schools that, you know, were, you know, looking at me and were very interested. But, you know, then you start to think, man, instead of a two-hour drive, that's a two-hour flight. And nothing's ever promised going to college. They could redshirt you. You could get hurt. You could hate it there. And so the thing for me is, okay, if I get redshirted, I'm miserable because I'm far away from my family. Yeah. If I get hurt, same thing, I'm far away from my family. <clears throat> and, you know, I don't think at a lot of schools it was the best opportunity for me as a player. And, you know, I want to win. I want to compete. I want to be around talented players. And MSU had everything. They have awesome guys. Like, I remember when I posted that I'm committed in there. I had, you know, a few of the guys follow me. Never met them before. Hey, welcome to the family, little brother. You know, yeah. it's, it's like, it's like wow, like, this is a family atmosphere. Like, I can really deal with this, you know. Um, the head coach reminds me a lot of my dad. And the assistant coach, he's a really, he's a cool guy. Um, he, he's a really, really cool guy. And so that was a big thing for me is I need to go somewhere where I have the best opportunity for me as a player and for the program. You know, who has the best opportunity to win? Because um, you don't want to go to a school that, you know, they're, you know, 0 and 12 every year. Yeah. Um, just because, oh, I went D1, you know. And so you had really talked to me about that. Like, you know, it doesn't mean everything in the world. And it really took me a little bit to understand that. And then I finally understood it and I was like, MSU could go beat, I would say, about, you know, 70% of the D1 teams. Just, I mean, I watched them play against whoever, and it was some of the best soccer I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. I mean, I had never I, – I couldn't believe it, how, how good they were. I was expecting good soccer. I mean, this was unbelievable. I was like, hey, they're a really good program. One of my dad's friends played there, and he was like, it's great. And I'm like, all right, you know, I'm going up there. We'll see. I remember calling him in the car like – I want to be at this place. Like yeah. this, this is what I want. This is these players like are so unbelievably talented. I, I couldn't believe it. I mean, I was like, oh my god. Um, and it's not that I was expecting something bad, obviously, but it was just exceeded every expectation I had. I mean, yeah. the way their philosophy, the the quickness and the speed, the the crushing shot, the physicality. I was like, I, I don't see how these guys get beat. I mean, they are so unbelievable, and I, I was just like. They dominate. I mean, I literally think the game I came to, if there was FIFA stats, it was like 80-20 possession. And they were in their half like for 60 minutes. And the only time, I would say even 70 minutes, and the only time the other team really got in their way is when they got on a counterattack. MSU had these three big guys in the back, and they would just dispose of it. And then <laughs> they would just play in the back, you know, with themselves, with the keeper, and they would just keep the ball back there. Who did they play? Um, I think like UT Tyler. Um, 
and compete. Got to understand the level that they're competing. Yeah, they came too. up. But you, I mean, I know what you're saying. They obviously Midwestern has been a consistently top Division two program for a very long time now. Yeah, and they've been the most consistent successful program. So um, I obviously went to WT, and WT's always had a good program too, but it's like kind of up and down. You know, one, one year they'll be really good, then they might be, you know, kind of on a dip for two years, and then they might have two good years, and then down a year. So Midwestern is just kind of a rock. Pretty much, you know. So it's definitely, I think you made a great decision, like not only uh, for you, but for also for you to be able to, you know, uh, compete for championships like you're talking about. And that's something that I think every athlete wants to be doing. Yeah. So, um, you know, now you're graduating here in a couple of months. You're still in high school. You have uh, four months, months left of the semester. Yeah. But that four months is going to go by very quick. And then the next two months in the summer are going to go by very quick. I know we don't get a chance to train as much because you're so busy with, you know, your club team. But what other things are you doing right now to really make sure that you're fully prepared for when you step onto campus in August? So what I do right now, um, so after I get out of school at 1245. And so from 1.30 to 3. Uh, I go do Pilates, which is like kind of like a strengthening yoga thing. Mm-hmm. Um, just kind of keeping that foundation sound, building on that, keep getting you know flexible. And then after that's over, I'll go run on the treadmill for 45 minutes. And then I'll go home, do my homework, relax, recover. And then we have training usually around 7.45 to 9.45. So I will get start, I will start my process at 6.25. Um, I will roll stretch and then theragun and then i'll go to practice and then i'll go um and that's kind of my day i mean i go to school from 7 30 to 12 45 yeah um and then you know from that point on until about 10 30 when i'm home um that's just it's just filled with soccer from really 1 30 to you know 10 it's only a kick a jump a block It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. So our team practices are Monday through Thursday. Yeah. um, From 745 to 945. And then I do Pilates Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. And then... um, Friday, if we have a game, just for recovery and kind of keep, keeping those joints fresh and keeping everything flexible. And so after school, you hit the Pilates, yeah. chisel up that figure a little bit, yeah. get your body ready for training in the evening, yeah. and then you're just relaxing from the time that Pilates is over until training starts? Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I kind of classify Pilates like with my 45 minutes of running after. Um, oh, so you run after that as well? Yeah, you know, we'll be done, and I'll be like, oh, see you, and then I'll go hop on the treadmill and run for 45 minutes, because that's, you know, simulating a half. Yeah. Um, or, you know, if I don't want to run on the treadmill that day, I'll go home, and I'll do mailbox running, where it's, hey, you, you sprint a mailbox, you jog a mailbox, you run, sprint, and I'll do that for 45 minutes, because that Intervals. simulates a game. Yeah. yeah. Um, but Getting that heart rate up, bringing it back down. 
Yeah, that's kind of what I'm doing right now. So you're basically hitting two a days already. Yeah. Which is very good that, that you're already in that habit. Your body's used to that workload because that's one thing that really killed me whenever I went to college right away. My body had never experienced even one session every day, much less two and three sessions a day. Yeah. So I was just, I mean, like, Dead. it was instant. It was instant where after the first day, I couldn't even walk up the stairs. Second day, I get injured. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's, it was inevitable that that was going to happen because I didn't prepare myself the way that I should have. But with you, obviously, your body's already in that condition and I and you've dealt with you know some little injuries before, but you always snap back very quickly. Like any time that you've had any kind of injury, it's only been it, it, it's always been on the lower end of the the time frame that they usually give you to be out. Right. Yeah. You know, I get I get scared when I get injuries, um, and I kind of use that as fuel um, because you know I had you know my MCO mm-hmm. when I did that. Um, you know. But, like, even with that, you were back very quickly. Yeah. And that comes down to how well you take care of yourself, you know, because your body is in such good good condition. And it's not – I'm not talking about just, like, being able to run long distance, but also the mobility, you know. Obviously, you're doing some of the technical work when you work with me, so you're getting your body used to those kinds of movements that you would make in practices, in games, and then – you know, you have your actual team practices, which then prepare you for competition. So you're taking all those little steps. You're covering all your bases. Whereas, you know, a lot of times the, the mistakes that people make is maybe they are hitting the weights. You know, they're, they're getting their legs and their body nice and strong, but they're not doing any cardio or, you know, they're not doing the stretching and the mobility that they need, the functional training that they need, the technical training that they need. You know, getting the, the, the full scope of everything. So yeah. I think that you're, you know, definitely prepared, but we got some work to do this summer. Yeah, um, definitely. I mean, I try to stay as prepared as possible for any situation. Um, and I try to take care of my body as best as possible. Um, because like, like I said, when I get injuries, you get scared. because It's like, okay, you know, you got to rehab. And I overdo it every time. It's like, I don't want to be in this situation again. Yeah. Like my MCL. I remember they're like, yeah, if you do, you know, about, you know, a thousand leg lifts at different elevations, you'll be good. We were doing like five, six, that seven thousand a day. Yeah. I would just go to training and I would just do them. Or I'd be home before I go to sleep, I would do them. Mm-hmm. Um, just strengthening that, that MCL and, and those quads and those hamstrings. Because I was, I was scared. I didn't want all these people to be right. Like, yeah. hey, you'll never, ever make it. And that just fueled me. Like, I, I got to get over this as quick. I think my MCL is only up for like three weeks. Yeah, that's it. Because it was like a one and a half tear, two. It was like, it was like where we had sessions scheduled three days a week, right? Yeah. And you missed like maybe three sessions and you were back into it. I was like, what? How did this happen? Who are you? But you know, that's what I love about you, man. You're like, you're, you are so laser focused into what you want. You've, you've managed to go throughout your entire high school career without falling into any major distractions that could prevent you from becoming the best that you could be and you know that's obviously always been there from the beginning like the only reason you started training with us and then continued to train after you know we would move locations or your buddies you know started training somewhere else or you know you stuck with us because you had this 
one singular focus in your mind and you were going to accomplish it by any means necessary and that's why you would always that's what led to a lot of the uh you know uh, mental issues with you in training and just beating yourself up about little mistakes because you wanted to be perfect and although perfection is impossible we obviously should approach every single day trying to get as close to perfect as possible and that's what you wanted to be so that's a great trait to have but it's also important that we're able to control that emotion and not let it control us yeah you guys have helped me control that because i remember um there was, I think there was one training where you guys were like, the Brazilian ball, do 100 juggles. Yeah. <laughs> and I'll never forget this training, man. I was, I think, eighth grade, and I was freaking out. Like, I couldn't do it. I could not do it. I don't know what it was. And I remember y'all left the room. And I was, like, sitting in this huge room by myself, like, looking around, like, man, are we serious right now? And you guys went up to the, to the one-sided mirrors. Mm-hmm. And, or windows, and I remember I did them, and then y'all came out and started clapping. I remember after it was that, a slow clap. We all went in one by one with the yeah. slow clap. Like we were just watching you downstairs, like getting so mad, like throwing a tantrum, kicking the ball around, <laughs> like stomping your feet. Yeah. I can't get a hundred juggles, man. Yeah, getting so mad at yourself, and we were just laughing, laughing, laughing. And then you finally got it. We were counting upstairs, like to each other. We were counting out loud. And every time you drop it, we'd start over. And then you finally got your 100, and you just kept going. Like, I think you got probably, like, 200 or more. And we just walk into the room with the slow clap. Because <laughs> well, remember that training session? And that, that was what broke you right there. That was what did it. Because then you fully opened up. I mean, obviously, you still had your little hiccups, and you get, you know, you throw your little hissy fits sometimes when things weren't going your way. But... Um, from that point on, you know, you were able to just let go and, and, you know, use training to learn instead of trying to just be messy. Exactly. And see, that's what it was. That was what I was going to say is that training session really opened me up. And throughout the years, you guys have really like, because I'm not hard headed, I'm not stubborn, but I have my times. And you guys have, you've known me for the longest and you had been able to, you, I remember one training session, you got me and you're like, Dude, it is okay. And just as, you know, I've really kind of grown out of that. Like, I look back on it now, like, man, I used to get so frustrated that I missed the goal, but I forgot I was 40 yards out. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. I'm not going to – that's a 1 in 100 that I'm going to score that. Um, and I remember you just helped me through that. Um, and so now I'm just like, oh, I, you know, I missed a shot from 30 yards out, and it, you know, hits the crossbar. It's not like, oh, man, it's like, that was kind of cool. Yeah. Uh, just next one, hopefully I can hit it. Right. Because um, it's all on video, you know. Yeah. So it's like you look through the camera, it's like <laughs> – um, but yeah, that was really, that, that training session, man, that was legendary. I, man, I just remember just sitting there in that room and you guys were just like, just left me. You guys just had it. Oh man, that was, oh, that was unbelievable. Yeah, it was definitely one of those stories that, you know, I'll definitely never forget. It was, it was because it was, it's just one of those things where, you can see it being a turning point in someone's career. And, you know, I've just been so happy to have been able to take you from the point where obviously you had the foundation, you were 13 years old, you know, you've already been playing a high level of club, but you know, you were struggling to get into your team at the time. So there was a lot of room for growth and you were the first example of someone that I've been able to take from that point and really push them 
to their maximum potential. And so, you know, I know that the program that we have, you know, the, the, the things that we're teaching and the messages that we're trying to send work because of you. You know, you have been the example of what we are trying to do at Footy Factory. Yeah, they work. I write them down. You know, if you guys say something that really sticks with me, I write it down. Like, just like if someone says something that sticks with me, like, uh, hey, you'll never be more than a D2 Class B player. I still have that written down. Yeah. You know, the guy that was like, you know, two years later, hey, you know, hey, you know, we're still interested. Um, nah. Or, you know, there was, a, there was actually another school that did the same thing. Um, my freshman year, I went up there, and they were like um, – they're like, yeah, we'll pass going for a camp. And they're like, we'll pass. And I told the guy, I told the head coach, I said, hey, you're going you're gonna to come watch one of my games one day and you're going to understand that you made a mistake. I'm not kidding you. Uh, we played North Carolina FC four games ago, five games ago. Uh, I had a pretty good game. I scored. After the game, he's talking to the manager, hey, who's that left back? I need to know who that is. I need to know who that is. Oh, you know, that's Connor, blah, blah, blah. And I just remember like, told you I, I told you that it was a mistake skipping on me prematurely I, I told you because they had already they had told me that we got our you know our left back for 2020 went to go watch them play um, and I was like all right you know that's fine I get it and then you know um, then you know it's funny three years later hey you know uh, kind of eating their words yeah a little you know bit. and that that was a big like I told them I said you're gonna come watch one of my games one day yeah. and you'll get it so I'll be on a great team one day and this team I'm on Best team ever. I mean, the, the, my teammates on this solar team are so unbelievably talented. I've never played with a group of this much talent. I mean, and we have kids going everywhere. I mean, best back line I've ever played on in my life. The By far the best midfield I've ever had, ever. I have the best left winger I've ever had. Our right winger is dominant, and our center forward, who's hurt right now, but he is dominant. I mean, that kid changes the game. I mean, there is that whole team because we have 16 players that whole team is 16 you could literally sub one in and he'll change the game I mean our attacking mid is brilliant our defensive mids unbelievable I mean they that's what makes the team go well you take a team that won the U17 national championship last year you add players like you and I know that there's a few others that had that were with the U19s that were able to stay one more year as well yeah that just make the team better so I mean you know, you're in a great position to really like cap off your high school career, your club career with some, with some, they're unbelievable honors, awards to be proud of. So, you know, definitely wish you all the best over these next three months, four months. Don't take it for granted. Finish it all the way through and make the absolute most of every second that you can. Man, my teammates. They don't let anybody take it for granted. Yeah. Someone can't be having to, you know, just taking and practice off, and you know, everybody's there to get better. And like I said, these these players I'm playing with are unbelievable, unbelievable players. I've never seen so much talent in, in a team. So I've I've never, and I've played on some pretty good teams. I've never seen this ever. And you know, they don't. No, nobody on the team lets anybody have a day off because they have another. They have a. They're laser focused. I mean, it's unbelievable. I've, I I just, I can't believe it. I mean, this is. It's a special group of guys. Yeah. I mean, like, I'll look back on my whole career, and that would be probably the one team I remember the most because I've never played on a team with this much talent in every single player, and every single player is literally capable of probably scoring three goals a game. I mean, it's just like, I mean, of course, we play MLS teams every week, so that's unreasonable, but um, there are so many unbelievable talent. Like, I, I think from our keeper 
to the guy that comes off last on the bench. Uh, and and th- it's different every day because everybody's so good. Everybody works so hard training. The starting lineup is like different every week. Yeah. The the rotation on the bench is different every week because everybody on the bench or everybody on the field can literally take the game and run with it by themselves. That is how unbelievable my team is this year. I can't, I, I can't even believe – like I can't believe how lucky I am to like be at this time with this team right now my senior year, you know, with my – with something – I mean, these guys have grown up with, you know, a few of them. I, I, one, one of my teammates, one of my best friends on the team, played them for five years. Another kid, um, I've seen him when he was like in a, a little kid, like freshman, uh, eighth grade, and now he's turned out to be one of the best players. Another kid I've known, eighth, ninth grade, turned out to be one of the best players. I mean, it's it's – it's unbelievable. I'm lucky enough to share the field with these guys every week. Um, I mean, we it's, it's a special team, hey. and it's it's the best thing possible for me getting ready to go off to college. Oh, for sure. Because this talent is like this is like this is college level talent. Everybody on this team is going to go somewhere, and it's just like this is probably my best shot at me getting ready, along with everything else, along with footy, along with yeah. Pilates, along with running. These guys, I mean, I, I'm. They're unbelievable. Well, it's just every day is a new challenge, and this is the upcoming challenge that you have. And so you got to make the most of every single day. So I'm really looking forward to, you know, this is obviously a big turning point kind of in your life right now that's coming up with the last few months of your club career with the best team that you've ever played with going into your first year of college. You know, you got four years there, and then it's, What's the next thing after that? So I'm, I'm looking forward to doing some follow-up episodes with you, too, to kind of catch up and, and see how you're doing. Um, for this one, though, you know, we're kind of coming up towards the end of it. Um, we're able to, you know, kind of uh, let everyone know where, where you come from, what you stand for. And, and I think that you've left a, a real positive impact on the people that are listening, for sure. Um, but as we wrap up, I just want to ask you a few questions, just kind of review and, and kind of um, just really pinpoint exactly what it is you want to leave people with. Right. So looking back on your time, what are the biggest challenges that you faced kind of along the way? I know that I could probably answer them for you, but, you know, in your own words, what are the biggest challenges that you face and, and what did you do to overcome them? Biggest challenges I faced... Um... Obviously, being a little kid, you know, extremely dyslexic, wasn't really good at soccer, had to choose what I needed to run with. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was a pretty big, that was pretty motivating, pretty big, you know, yeah. obstacle, like, you know, you're little. That came pretty early. Um, you know, playing for, you know, my one club, I played for three years, just not being able to get in the starting 11. I don't know what it was. I, I thought I was, I, I, I was better than who was playing in front of me. Um, and that was a big obstacle. Uh, you know, over Texas, you know, I thought I was better than that left back. I knew I was, actually. And I just couldn't get in there. And I just remember showing up every training, every training, every training. And, you know, I'd get in the game for 20 minutes, just go as hard as I can, just go as hard as I can. Because I knew at some point I was going to be rewarded with something, whether it was with them or with another club. Mm-hmm. Um, you, know, an, you know, another big obstacle is, you know, just getting hurt. Um, you know, that sophomore year and then going my junior year, I was just kind of plagued with injuries. It was, it was really odd. Um, you know, my MCL, then my hip. It was just super weird. Yeah. And then, you know, this year I broke both my wrists in the beginning of the year, and that was odd. I mean... You had some weird things happen to you, man. Yeah, and so those were some... Who breaks both of their wrists at the same time? That's what I want to know. I've never seen it before, but uh, if you guys have a moment to go check out... 
Do you have any pictures of it on your social media? Uh, I mean, no. I, I could probably put one up there, but... I gotta see one of you doing the thumbs up with the two casts on oh, the Oh, I have that. I put that on my story. I gotta see it again. That's a legendary photo right there. Oh, Anyways, yeah. continue. Sorry to interrupt. Um, you know, there's a lot of obstacles um, that I've had to face, but, you know, those were kind of the major ones for me. Yeah. You know, because a lot of them weren't necessarily obstacles, but they were turned to motivation. Like... You know, God you did me. that very well. Yeah, you've done that very well. Turning that uh, challenge into fuel to succeed. So, you know, for you, those are all moments where it could have been detrimental, right? It could yeah. have just crushed you, and it could have led to not maybe not in that moment being a failure, but over time adding up to become a failure, right? So when you look at other people that fail, why do you think that is? I think, I think failure in in my eyes is kind of mental mindset. Mm -hmm. Um, because it's like, if you walk into something and you're like, I'm not good enough. Okay, well, hey, you're not good enough. Then you're not going to be good enough. That's um, it. I think failure, because everybody has a certain, they're going to get it at some point. Yeah. It's like the, the guy that just keeps shooting shots. He won't stop. It's He's just hitting a, off the rim. He's hitting off the back. It's just math. He's going to get it. It's just math. He's just got to keep doing it. And so I think it's it's more of a mental mental thing for me. Yeah. Like, you know, um, um, I think it's just more of a mental thing for me. Uh I think it's it's mental mental breakdown kind of it's a mental mindset but when you fail I think it's a mental breakdown because you you're letting I mean just like a, you know it's a sad week for me Kobe died I mean I really looked up to him when I was little and you know his mom mentality it's just kind of like that like the yeah. laser focus the I remember I took that from him when I was little like look how like look at how focused he is I want to be able to do that mm-hmm. with something in my life and so this week has been really hard for me like that was one of my idols you know him and Dirk. That hit me very hard too, man. Very, very hard. I reflected on that for all week, you know, five straight days, just trying to really like figure out why it was impacting me so much and why it impacted the whole world so much. He touched so many people and inspired so many people to be the greatest they could be. He was he was on a pedestal for sure. Oh, hundred percent. And it wasn't even what he did through basketball. Like I genuinely believe that. That man was put on this earth by God to simply capture everyone's attention through the sport of basketball and to inspire them only to leave a message behind as he was unfortunately so tragically taken away yeah. immediately after he was finished with basketball. You know what I mean? So it's just it's crazy to think about it in that way because a lot about that whole situation is very eerie, you know what I mean? Yeah. So it's unbelievable. But Sad. yeah, that that definitely hit me pretty hard too, man. And but all we can do, all we can do is just live in his honor, which is waking up every single day with just a firm conviction of being nowhere near what our own personal greatness is, you know what I mean? And continuing to chase that every single day. So, what is greatness to you? I think greatness to me is, in terms of what do I think it is in my own words, or who I look at like, hey, if you talk about greatness, that's who I think of. However you want to answer it. When I look at, when I think about greatness, you know, I obviously think about a few people, like yeah. Dirk, Kobe, obviously, you know, 
wasn't old enough to watch MJ, but seeing his highlights everywhere, you know, man's great, a great, you know, greatness. And I think greatness is, you know, seeing your goal and accomplishing it, and then running with it, and then doing something with it. Mm. I think that everybody has, you know, their own greatness. Like, you know, like Kobe, his he was destined to be great in something. Whether it, I mean, that man was unbelievable, and so I think. Um, greatness to me is just seeing something and achieving it. But while you're achieving it, you're you're just it's you're just working harder and harder than every day because you become great. And your greatness is really your legacy, um, you know. And so it's getting your goal and really running with it. I think that's what is greatness. Yeah. Because you you've looked at something and you're one of you know seven billion, uh, you know, to get it. That's greatness. And I'm glad that you you said it that way, too, because going back to just, you know, our reference with Kobe Bryant, man, since we're on the topic, like, he said in an interview, when he was asked that exact same question, he said, greatness is not something that lives and dies with one person. Greatness is, is inspiring the people next to you to be great as well and so it needs to carry on through generations yeah. paraphrasing but that's basically what he said right and and that's so true like you know that's what greatness means to me as well and um you know i i just hope to i just hope to make a fraction of the impact that that man left behind and that's truly like what i'm even doing this sh- this show for right here you know what yeah. i mean like I genuinely want to try and help people and inspire people, so um, hopefully I'm doing that. But um, you inspire me. Hey, well, I'm I'm glad I could help, man. <laughs> so Connor, heading into freshman year, Midwestern State, you got four more year, four years there, minimum. They might redshirt yeah. you. I mean, I don't know if you might guys, get hurt, have a fifth year. You know, who knows. I know that they're, you know, they're pretty adamant about redshirting freshmen when they come in, no matter the situation. So anything could happen, but I feel like you're putting yourself in the right position for sure. Four or five years, whatever it takes, what do you hope to accomplish during your time there at Midwestern? You know, um, what I hope to accomplish at Midwestern State is to, you know, obviously play, win championships, and... You know, I, I want to become great to where, you know, after college, there is a future for me in soccer at a high mm-hmm. level. Um, that's really a main goal for me. You know, obviously, when I'm at Midwestern, I'm focused on Midwestern. I'm not, you know, I'm not focused on, oh, I'm just trying to go pro. No, I'm focused on what is happening at Midwestern, and I'm working hard like I would to be a pro, but yeah. I'm working hard for the team because in the end, I am there for the team. I am not there for my own individual Accolades, yeah, um, and that's what I, I hope it. to accomplish is to really be a team player and really, you know, contribute to the wins and you know be with them, you know, in the losses and and all the things in between. Um, I just really hope to have a you know good time and accomplish, you know, obviously, like I said, uh, a career after college. But I hope to accomplish, you know, uh, wins and yeah. you know championships there for sure. Cool. I'm not even going to ask you about your time after that because you're still very young. These next four years you could completely change your mind about what you want to do after. So it's best for you to just focus on this time right here. Yeah. We'll follow up again. I want to hear about how, you know, you're doing, um, 
whether we do it in the summer or you know over winter break or whatever but we'll catch up on your progress at midwestern and and um definitely do a follow-up on this but before we wrap up i just have one more question and that is what message would you like to leave people with what message well so you know um you know i haven't really done enough to be able to have a lasting message you know there's still a lot of work to be done but if i had to leave people with a message it's you know very kind of spoken about a lot but hard work can overcome anything I mean, if you're determined and you're willing to put in the work every day, you know, you're willing to put your body on the line and whatever you're doing, your mind on the mind, just whatever you're doing, um, that it'll all work out. You know, and the reason I say that is because it's my own situation. You know, I'm not, I'm not supposed to be here. I'm not yeah. supposed to be getting ready to go off to college. Um, you know, and I just decided that's what I wanted to do. And I was, I was tired of being that kid that didn't know what he wanted to do. I was tired of being that kid that was dumb. And it's like, okay, I might be dumb for right now I'm going to go work on that in my own time but I'm going to be that kid that everybody see you guys knows. in a few years yeah. Yeah. And I'm going to be that kid that's like okay kid might be dumb right now but he's an athlete and he's going to do something with that you yeah. know thank god you know I got into tutoring and all that nobody wants to be a dumb athlete yeah um, so you know I was able to work out you know my school struggles and all that and you know my soccer struggles and I was able to you know meet my goals you know my short term long term goals obviously getting committed to go to Midwestern. Um, that was a really long-term goal for me. Um, but, yeah. Well, I love it, man. I love it. Um, so, you good over here? Are no. you cramping up? Yeah. Or, like, I was getting I'm really worried good. about you for a second. Yeah, <laughs> well, good thing, good thing we are out of time, guys, because, uh, like, Connor just immediately blasted up from his chair and I thought he was going to run away on me but turns out <laughs> I just caught a cramp I haven't drank enough water <laughs> I've been training alright Connor thanks for your time man um, we'll definitely do it again until next time guys thank you for listening peace